0: Bye. Hey gang! Welcome back to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is UK rapper and producer Trusk. Trusk is a wonderful lyricist, and he is just smart as a whip. Just smart as a whip. He is definitely one of those uh, one of those peeps that I'm like, you know, the younger generation, man. They know what's up. They know. They, he's one of the younger generation that knows what's up. Uh, it's just like a, I, I dig. I dig. Um, I, I really do dig on what Trusk is doing. You can find his new single called Cold. It is available now, and there's a link in the show notes. So go and click down there and get some. Uh, Trusk does do a performance on here, so you'll get to see a little bit of a sample of what he does and how he does it. So, um, yeah, so sit back and let's get at it. Uh, but first, go to RainaMystique.com and check out the latest single called The Titty Jiggle. Yeah, yeah, jiggling those titties, jiggling. Okay, I'll stop. <laughs> Raina's new song, well, old song, has just been re released. So go check it out. RainaMystique.com. Rain Go get yourself some Raina Mystique. She also streams on Twitch four days a week, Mondays through Thursdays, 8 a.m. to, oh Jesus, uh, like 11 to 12 p.m. EST. So go and get yourself some Raina, twitch.tv slash Raina Mystique. Speaking of Twitch, go and check out We Speak English Good on Twitch. We stream twice a week, Mondays and Fridays. From 12 p.m. to about 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Come on through. If you like the, the the podcast and if you like our conversations, come be a part of said conversation. You can you can you can you can talk to us, you can be involved, you can be be special in the chat. And and plus we do all kinds of cool stuff that you don't get to experience here on the show on the podcast. So go to twitch. Oh my God! Let me start that again. Go over to Twitch.tv/slash We Speak English Good and check it out today. You can also go ahead and check me and my beautiful wife out on Femera app. This app is for iOS, so go and check it out. Uh, It's a good time It is a good time Uh, If you have an iPhone, go to the App Store There's a link in the show notes Go download the app and get in with the fun We are live streaming the Pop Culture Pop-Off Every Sunday for now And we want you to come and enjoy what we're talking about The Pop Culture Pop-Off is all pop culture None of the, the political nonsense that comes along with this show So it's all surface level, baby It's all plastic surgery and rappers and shit It's tight Big butts <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what that means <clears throat> You can also check out Our Threadless store Or our merch store You can get t-shirts Mugs Anything you want Threadless.tv Or excuse me WeSpeakEnglishGood.Threadless.com Come and get your love uh, We got it over there it, it's just chilling. It's chilling over there. You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on TikTok. Yeah, we're we're on TikTok. We're not Boomer status yet. Go check us out on TikTok. You can also, if you would like, uh, you can go and subscribe to us on Apple iTunes. Subscribe to us or follow us on Spotify. You can also subscribe on YouTube, where all of our video versions of these podcasts live. And you can also subscribe on Twitch. You can also leave a review now this is a very free way to support the show go to apple itunes write a review leave a five star if you think we deserve it and uh, we'll read that review on air you can also go over to spotify and leave a five star review over there spotify now has a rating system so go please rate our show it's a very free and easy way to help our show grow and and you know we'll give you little air kisses Uh, what else we got? You can write the show at we Speak english good at gmail.com. Let us know how you're feeling, how the show's going, how, how, how your morning bowel movement went. Whatever you want to say, you can say it to us. If you're feeling some kind of way, you're feeling kind of depressed and you need someone to talk to, hey, email me. I'll, 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 I'll interact. All right. So that is about it. I think, I think that's it. I'm still waiting for Spotify, or I'm sorry, CD Baby to let me know uh, when Hierarchy, the new single, is going to be out. So, stay tuned. I don't know when the single's coming out. It's supposed to come out January 20th, but it has not ed- because of some uh, uh, stuff. So, hopefully we are approved so- any day now and uh, we can get that thing out on uh, Spotify. It'll be great. We'll be. It'll be wonderful if we can actually get that fucking thing out on Spotify. Okay, that's it for now, y'all. Let's... Go on over and check out this conversation I had with UK-based rapper, producer, Trusk. All right, guys, put your hands together for Trusk. Thank you so much for being here my friend i really appreciate it how are you doing today i'm doing really good um and i'm totally glad to be here uh
1: yeah so it's all going well so far from this end
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we were we are having some technical issues beforehand and so we're gonna get all this stuff up front so if we have any prompts we, we want to make sure that you guys get the best experience uh but yeah no uh, technology is nuts man have you done any of these live streams before have you been involved in any yet Besides So I've one?
1: had uh, online podcasts and mm-hmm. I have done things like that, but I haven't done anything quite like this with the full on live stream setup mm-hmm. on
0: Twitch before. No. Have you ever been to Twitch? Have you ever been on this platform?
1: Yeah, I, I so I play a decent number of games and so I've used Twitch previously to like
0: watch live streams of games in my yeah. past, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any gamers that you like?
1: Uh, yeah, so uh, I'm a big fan of first-person shooters generally, so CSGO and recently I've been getting into Apex Legends is two of my favorite games.
0: Ooh, ooh, watch out now, watch out now. You're in the <laughs> right place for that. Uh, is there any gamers that you like? like uh,
1: gamers? Yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I mostly just watch the competitive scenes, mm. so I don't really follow one specific personality. At least I used to watch Shroud back in the day, mm. um, particularly when he was going on PUBG, uh, but... Yeah, I mostly just watch like the competitive matches in CS:GO
0: nowadays. <laughs> I love that. I love that you got this inner nerd just just raging inside <laughs> of you, which is great. I, I think that's a I think that at some level that that artists have to be quote unquote a, a nerd in some way. I mean, like I, I really do feel like artists have to go deep into certain uh, subjects or ideas in order, sort of, to mine you know the the inspiration that 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 they sort of put out yeah. there i mean would you agree with a sentiment like that i totally agree like
1: uh, at the end of the day to do music is you're spending hours and hours a week by yourself on your computer or just writing um and you've got to be a sp- specific type of person and one which is often shown off in like the more nerdy pursuits to be like focused on this one task by yourself Mm. for a huge percentage of your life so it's not surprising that there's a certain group of people who regularly gravitate towards it like how many how many Famous rappers like Run the Jewels, Tech Nine, Eminem all talk about like comic books or like superhero references in a lot of their music. So I don't think it's—I don't think I'm alone in it.
0: No, yeah. I mean, the most gangster of gangster rappers, you know, was into something, you know, whether it was like uh, underground music or something that that they went so deep into that that they that the you know they they found a bit of themselves in it. So. I mean, it's always funny to me, too, to see how, like, the evolution of rappers. Like, did you ever see, like, Dr. Dre before he was Dr. Dre? Have you ever, like...
1: Yeah, I <laughs> seen, I've, see. i like, seen, like, pictures, like, before and after, et cetera. Yeah. Like, and it's, like... Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, a lot of them look quite radically different, but before they get like the cool gangster yeah. persona where they, they were just like a teenager in their bedroom making music, is a mm-hmm. lot of them. So Yeah,
0: no, I mean, there's, there's uh, Dr. Dre used to put on uh, lipstick and like he had makeup on and like he was uh, like his performance was... He, you could just tell as a young man, he was floundering to find him his voice and what he what he was truly born to to put out there. And so, uh, it's always interesting to me to see that. Uh, I, now I got to see Dr. Dre with makeup on. Okay, like hold on, <laughs> Dr. Dre uh, with makeup. Early days. Let, let, let's let's all gander. Really now? <sighs> yes, really now. I do, swirl baby. <laughs> This is, this is what I have to do. Uh, oh my God! Look at Dr. Dre with limp lipstick, gangster. Get out of it. Hold on. Let's let's pull everybody else in here. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. <laughs> bring our guest on. Oh no, we can see the whole thing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> All right, we're gonna we're gonna make this better, everybody. I promise. Boom! Look at that. Isn't that better? Magic. Magic. Yeah, flawless. <laughs> Look at this guy. Look at this. Look at it. Oh God! All right, let's leave you over there. Uh, look at look how look how fancy this Dr. Dre fella was at one time. Hold on. There's one where he is like uh, full on like dark lipstick. Hold on. Where is it? Where is it? I keep saying hold on a lot. I'm I'm noticing. I'm saying hold on. Hold on. Uh, lipstick. This is this is what we've become, folks trying to find dr dre in the early days come on dr dre look at this dude look how like he looks so opposite of gangster i'm sorry but that he made it work he made it look at (laughs) that look how happy he looks look how happy and then like look how mad he looks over here look happy mad happy mad look (laughs) what happened to you andre what did you do no hurt money, you. more problems yeah exactly exactly more money more problems and, and now he has to be gangster I, 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 I just love that i love that yeah no yeah did exactly swirl baby yeah the pictures prove it swirl baby it, it's all about how gangster um you were and then uh you find out how ungangster you were <laughs> there was this joke um there's this joke on uh, the boondocks have you ever watched that it's like a It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's Aaron Magruder. It's, uh, I don't know. It, it boondocks, it, it was, it was a comic strip, and then it was a, uh, anime series that was done in, like, anime style, but it was, like, a very urban setting. And, um, there's this scene where one of the, the brothers, Riley, was talking about, um, Ice Cube and he was like they were talking about how Ice Cube is like in all these family movies and he's like you mean the guy that was in all those family movies was a gangster and they're like He's like he was the most gangster, and it's just so funny to see the transformation of these rappers, sort of go, at, at, you know, from from like you know, I mean, even even Dr. Dre is like you you got you got you know, lipstick trying shock value rapper to gangster to like beats by Dre mogul and now divorcee who's losing half his shit, but you know whatever. But Ice Cube was like N.W.A. writing lyrics for Easy E, you know, like gangster as fuck. And then, you know, barbershop too. <laughs> you know. So it's like, I, I, I love to see the transformation. Where do you see yourself taking it? Would you would you take it in that direction of like acting? Or, or do you think that, the, I mean, has there been evolutions of Trusk? Oh, yeah. Um,
1: definitely there's been evolutions for me. Uh, I think when I started out, I was trying to pose a lot harder than I needed to be, where there's a lot of music, which I like. I'm I'm a UK rapper, so I listen to a lot of grime generally, Mm. um, and a lot of other UK hip hop. And that is quite a aggressive hard scene for the most part. And when I was very started as well, there was listening to a lot of like US music, US rap, a lot of my early music had like an American accent as well, Mm. because that was what I was so used to listening to. I end up accidentally picking up this American accent when I rap and perform. Um, And now I'm growing more into me as a genuine artist, Mm. as this is what represents me and what I would like to put out. So there's a lot less posing nowadays, considering my very earliest early stuff wasn't always truly authentically me, but, um, and I would like to see it continuing that way more. I'm focusing on my sound more. A lot of my songs are sounding a lot more similar. Like I still really like listening to grime, but mm-hmm. I I don't think I am a grime artist at heart. I'm not part of that scene in the correct
0: way. So yeah. Do you uh, uh can 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 you give us a little bit of that American accent? The chat wants to hear it ah uh, not not intentionally that's the thing it was in, it was entirely unconscious like I didn't
1: realize I was doing it at all I was just wow. so used to listening to American art and then like two years later two years later I'd listen back to my music and I'd be like why do I sound like relapse Eminem in this <laughs> like <laughs> I am um, and like really like screwing up all of the words like I, I yeah it was awful it was not a, it was not good it was, it was genuinely bad. like really bad
0: <laughs> how long have you been doing how long have you been rapping
1: a long a long time now um so I have been actively recording myself for seven years oh, okay. probably uh and I've been writing and rapping for a couple of years then before recording uh yeah so it's been a large part of my life probably Probably like approaching half my life now, just just under a third of my life.
0: Yeah. That's great. That that's awesome. Man. And then so to see that evolution. So you were in your teens when you started rapping and Yeah. Uh, I was,
1: I believe, I first recorded when I was about 16, 17. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm hey. now 24 for reference.
0: All right. Well, thank you for that. Uh well, so so then in those early days when you were 16, you were like going at like yeah. okay you're that was that was the american the era of the america okay
1: lyrical miracle spiritual <laughs> individual yeah all that long
0: <laughs> lyrical miracle so uh it, so so are you uh were you somebody who started out with freestyle or was uh, are you a freestyle i know i saw some of your videos that say freestyle but are you really freestyling
1: okay so it's not uh I like the fact that I can I try and perform everything in as one take as possible is, mm. is part of my music. I like I don't like cutting things up that much. I will, I will if I need to, mm. if I've got this really good tape. Um but it's more of the free, but like the Wiley Flow freestyle on there was more of the straight up, like one-take sort of freestyle instead of a completely off-the-dome. Mm. Uh my off-the-dome is it's not a Harry Mac. Let's say it's not, uh, it's not YouTube worthy. Mm-hmm. It's if, if I'm drunk at a party, then I, I can do a little bit and people are impressed by it reasonably well, but uh, I think that's as far as it goes. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> people are in re- re- oh, okay. I see freestyle verse off the dome is two different things then.
1: Yeah. So off the dome. So so yeah. So off the dome is like making it up on the spot, entirely mm-hmm. written freestyles fall into depending who you ask two different categories where one is entirely off, off the dome. Um, and the other is just not like almost live, like a live recording where it's done once. Um, and so the sort of things where you see like token freestyling on the radio, et cetera, they're all written beforehand and mm-hmm. they're accepted to be written beforehand. Um, however it's it's one attempt one take no no edits or something and that is what i meant by that freestyling that
0: Mm -hmm. no thank you for for defining that because because for me uh, i mean i'm not a rapper but you know i enjoy hip-hop uh but for me like if i hear freestyle like or off the dome to me that was like the same thing so like i'm glad that we were able to sort of clarify that and now now we got some questions from the chat and we already we already covered it but uh the, they they thought that they needed to use a fresh bar so i'm gonna ask again can we hear your american accent swirl baby
1: uh <laughs> okay um i'm trying to remember it oh this is gonna get <laughs> clipped by someone and it's gonna come <laughs> back to haunt me in a hundred years oh
0: no, <laughs> you'll be all right you'll be all right uh it was just like,
1: oh, oh man, it's actually completely escaped me. Like I had a specific phrase, which whenever I would say it would be, would be in this twangy American accent. Twang. Um, and it was like stuff like, and it was like always the stuff like saying like clipping, like, like, or, like when you're trying, like Eminem trying to run orange and door hinge, where it's just like orange door hinge, and it's just like awful, <laughs> awful, like sort of twang to it, which just yeah. was so unnatural. Um, but yeah. I I don't think I can do a full line That's in okay. it intentionally anymore. No I like worries. to think I've got rid of it out of my system.
0: <laughs> no worries, no worries. POV your sixteen-year-old trust. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. A, yeah. Take yourself back there. No, it's totally <laughs> don't cool. want to take myself back. There's a dark time. <laughs> <laughs> Blind Fury. Uh yes. Yeah, I think I think as fast was it? Blind Fury is unbelievable off the dome. Yes, I think as fast as it goes. Yeah. I've never heard Blind Fury, actually. That's dope. Uh, Okay, so we have another question from Swirl Baby, and and I think this is a little bit more. Hey, behind that suit. Um, My favorite Canadian rapper is in in chat. Behind that suit. Much love. Uh, We have a song that's supposed to come out one day. It was supposed to come out on the 20th, but the fucking cover, just fuck you, CD Baby. Anyways, uh, what can we get some advice to improve rhyming scheme skills, etc?
1: Yeah, so uh, I think rhyming, so there's two things. There's like uh, the scheme, uh, which is like fairly standard, like poetry schemes, where, for example, you can do A, A, B, A, which is like you rhyme the first, two lines and the last line and the third line is completely separate so you could say something like um there was the cat he sat on a mat he walked a long way and now he's back would be an aaba mm. um and so and that is often what translates directly into flows so if you mix up the rhyming scheme like the poetry so you a good one which i often do is like I really like A-A-B-B-B-A, where a bit more complicated, where that just sounds very different. Um, And that one, then, you, because then it's like you have a cool line and just a couplet that starts with, and then it flows into this quite densely packed flow and then harkens back to the couplet, which is like a nice circular rhyme scheme which is one of my favorites and in a lot of my tracks I do quite a lot uh and then there's the other side of it which is rhyme density so a lot of early rappers um both in terms of when someone starts out rapping and also old school rap has this a lot more is they choose very monosyllabic rhymes so for example like a, my previous example would be cat hat back um whereas modern era rappers and the type of artists I listen to quite a lot goes for multi-syllabic rhymes, Mm -hmm. where for a sentence, um, you want to rhyme as many words in that sentence as possible. Um, And so if you can chain up all of the syllables, I think that gives a really impressive Uh, flow to the sound and just makes it all sound a lot clearer and a lot more like you've got this. I think flow is the correct term. The reason it's a rap flow is that it's just constant and it Mm. sounds like water rushing compared to just like you're speaking and I think that's a really big difference. Uh, And so a, a good example of this is like the start of my song power mm. is like peer at my life and you're looking at a madhouse appear when i like and i'm skipping all the handouts um is there i'm not just lining madhouse and handouts there's also a peer into and appear and life and like so at all the key points where it lands on the drum beat it rhymes so it's not just the monosyllabic at the end but it's throughout the entire track nearly every line i'm going to be rhyming four or five syllables for it um, and I think that really makes it sound a lot more polished and a lot more professional at the end and doing that with the previously mentioned rhyme schemes, mixing them up throughout the track flips up the flow. And if you can get both of those down, you can get a really polished track throughout it, which sounds very cool to me as much the style of music I enjoy making. And in terms of actually doing that and practice, to what, in terms of actually doing that and actually learning these words and how to mix them up the answers always practice there's a freestyle a genuine freestyle rapper and a battle rapper in the uk scene i follow quite a lot called shuffle T, and every day he posts uh um like a multisyllabic syllabic tr- challenge where he'd say a word uh, or like actually three words often and the aim is like on Twitter that you've got to respond with as many full on rhymes as you can. And so just like these small drills, these exercises, like you would any sport is just like free syllable word. What's the like quickest slash best rhyme you can have to it where you match up all the syllables. And if you do that enough, and if you write enough, then all of that will become a lot easier.
0: Damn. That was so legit. That was such a legit, <laughs> like I've never heard, I've never heard like rapping and, and, and you know, you know, phrasing and stuff described like that that was very it's a nifty answer yes indeed uh no that it was uh, you had like the abba stuff and like that i mean it was very very that's very that's what i love about like the newer generations of of musicians is that i feel like they go in deeper and i feel like they're with with the advent of 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 the internet with you know with youtube with the the uh, availability of of any artist, any time, anywhere, uh, you're able to sort of lock into these different styles. I mean, as me growing up, we didn't really... We had the internet, but it's not the internet we had now. So we were just sort of beholden to, like, magazines to tell us about... Or, or, or you know, the, these old archaic ways of, of transmitting information to sort of be able to find out who's new and what's who's doing what. And then, shit, Underground was a whole new challenge because it's, then it's like, how do you figure out that, you know? So, like, the internet, I really feel like, has brought this really... Um, this very wide spectrum of information that, that younger people can sort of draw from and, and really put into their work. I mean, just listening to you talk, I've never heard of... Uh, yeah, I talked to a rapper who's 40 years old. He's not talking about A, B, 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 A. He's just like, yeah, I just rhyme hat with cat, bitch. What? You know, it's <laughs> like that's... It's not... It, it's very scientific. Was this something that you've always sort of looked into and studied? I mean, obviously you've studied, but like, is it something that you've like... It sounds like you've read books and shit. Like, how far and how deep do you go into like studying, you know, phrasing and, 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 you know, how you can string words together? And, and like, y- please, yeah. I, um,
1: so, I, I like to think of myself as a technical rapper. Um, okay. It's the sort of music I like listening to is that fast paced, rhyme dense thing. Um, and I like to, and I make music which I want to listen to. So, I like to think of myself as quite a technical rapper. Uh, when I started, rapping what i would do is i would pull down some of my favorite songs at the time uh and map out how long their rhyme schemes go on for so i'd literally like pull down i don't know straight out the gate by tech nine um and i would say okay he rhymes th- this word for six lines and then he rhymes another word for two lines and then he rhymes this word and then i started tracing them back and so you now see like these uh genius annotations on youtube where they like say oh follow the rhymes and i would do that by myself in my bedroom um and follow them out and then i would also like experiment where if i swapped the lines round uh like how would that sound would that make the flow worse or better and why would it do that so this was like and it wasn't so much like a practice for me but this was what i enjoyed doing uh, yeah. i am um, I'm a computer. I work with computers by trade, and I, in my hobbies, I do like a lot of engineering sort of related stuff. So I am quite a technical person generally, and that's what I try and like. That mindset I bring to music, where I break everything down into like puzzles and logic, and see if I can fit them all together. And then there is the other things where, um, like particularly with Ryan schemes, is I did do like I went to like. I read a lot of books. I read poetry. Um, I try writing poetry as well because it's a very similar thing that you want to be able to pull out that storytelling and that emotive nature, which is so common in poetry, but also to put it into like a proper cadence and rhyme dense thing, which is more related to rap. And if I can bring those two together, uh, that would be great. That would be almost perfect for me. And so having and in poetry there's a lot more resources for this sort of thing where they do talk about rhyme schemes and when you should leave the rhyme schemes and stanzas and couplets etc um and so the fact so i try and pull those learnings together essentially Hmm.
0: yeah that's intense man I, i you know i look at these rappers who are coming out these days and i look at them almost as jazz musicians you know like there's so much study that goes into this i mean. Even the way that you you the rhythm of how you hang on to a word. I mean, this the way uh, you know, like uh, like Bone Thugs and Harmony. I feel like is one of those first ba- the first bands, one of those first uh, rap groups or whatever you want to call them that really took how you rhyme, rhyme scheme, and stuff, and really flipped it in, into something else. You know, and made it melodic and all that stuff. And then you sort of see that same sort of um, rhyme scheme kind of come back. And uh, maybe bumble rap is that maybe the right way, but like you can sort of see it come back where people are sing songy and th- the the melody and there's and there's off beat you know rhythms and like it, it's just like it's all kind of come to this to this point where like the if you want to rap and really make a, a, a really make a splash, it's like you really got to be able to. Uh, I don't know, have something to say and really be able to flip these words in a really interesting and new way. And I mean, that's not always the way people get up because there's tons of rappers that sound like other rappers who are doing just fine. But still, it's like when people first heard Eminem, right? Like when Dr. Dre is driving through Los Angeles and he flips on that radio station and hears Eminem freestyling for the first time. You know, like that was new. That was different. Like the way that Eminem takes it and phrases his his lines, and the way that he rhymes with, uh, you know, it's not even rhyming words anymore. He's rhyming. Um, but you said it earlier. God, I can't. S- mind. S- syllables. Like syllables. Yes. Thank yeah. you very much, my friend. Thank you. That was awesome. Yeah. So he's rhyming syllables and he's doing all this crazy, you know, gymnastics with with his wording and stuff. So, uh, I don't know, like. Uh, you, how far do you think you could take this? How far can we take this? I, I, I mean, I know that's sort of a a pointless question, but like, I, I do, you know, with everything that's sort of coming to this apex, I was like, where do we take it next? Yeah, it's uh and I think that is a really good question, and you see
1: it in a lot of like music nowadays. That music does kind of like fr- has fractured a little bit, mm. and I think you do have the melodic rappers, the mumble rappers. Mm. Um, and then you have some more like, uh, like YouTube rappers, like yeah. the lyrical rappers, et cetera. Mm. Um, and which feel, and like, there's a bit of a, in my opinion, a bit of a pointless war between like the whole deaf to mumble rap sort of vibe. Mm. Um, but I think it is because you get those group of people, the latter, the YouTube people who are like, they just want to make, what they view as the purest hip hop, which is like, which is something I like, I do kind of like, I do like those complicated flows. I do like those Mm. fast flows in the complicated rhymes. And so they're entirely focused on taking that as far as they can. Um, And then there's the melodic people who have almost stepped back from the old, like from that path of hip hop where they've taken it back and there are always exceptions to this, but um, so they've taken it back almost to like the pure beats and pure storytelling mm. aspects of it that don't so much need the, um, yeah, they don't so much need the super technical flows on top of it. Yeah, it's. I think one thing is that when when you try and build yourself into a niche of taking it as far as physically possible, uh, you can alienate people who aren't innately interested in that thing. So I think Luke Gaunt being a good example of quite a who's a quite a reasonably sized rap who started out on YouTube, um, where he just does incredibly fast machine gun flows and is known for being a bit flippity-dippity. Um But if if someone if you like like if you're into rap or into that type of rap, you listen to him and it's like, wow, this sounds like the perfect rap, and that's the best what you can do. Um but if you're someone who just kind of likes listening to rap, kind of likes listening to nice music, kind of likes following along to the words and seeing the storytelling, you're gonna be alienated by that in a way that, uh, cause it requires real focus and real like f- dedication to follow this machine gun flow. And sometimes you don't wanna to listen to it for the craft and you just yeah. wanna to listen to it for the emotions that it carries through. Yeah. And I think, and so if you hyper-specialize too much, if you take it too far, you can risk alienating some people along the way, I think.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I like how you answered that because it's just like, well, it's sort of just fracturing and that's what's next. It's just going to sort of go off and everyone's going to sort of have their niche and their niche like genre of hip hop that they're really into. And and I agree with you. And, and, you know, it's the same thing when it comes to super overcomplicated music, you know, like if you listen to bands like Snarky Puppy and compare it to like Taylor Swift, well, Taylor Swift has a way bigger... <laughs> You know a uh, fan base her songs are way simpler to listen to like you know uh shake it up, shake it you know you can just sing along and it's really fun and you can dance to it whereas like snarky puppy is like <laughs> you know it's like as someone who is just trying to casually listen to music and chill they're not they're not like, yay, I want to hear Snarky Puppy fly all over the fretboard. It's like, I just want to hear Taylor Swift shake it off. You know what I mean? It's just that I I, I get that. That it's so rel- relative to to music itself, besides hip-hop, you know, it's so relative to to instrumentalist and in, in, in how we see it. Because I'm mostly an instrumentalist and uh, I love that kind of like jazzy fusion type shit, but like you know, you can't take that in front of a, a crowd of people who are here for hip hop and like, you know, expect that to go over, you know. So it's like, I, I, I like that answer because it's just sort of fragmenting. It's rather than predicting, it's like you're seeing where it's going and it's fragmenting into these different genres and niches. And I like that. that that's that's I cool.
1: don't, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't think it's a bad thing either. No, I not at all. Yeah. Particularly with the increase, like music is easier to make than ever. Uh, You no longer have to rent out a hugely expensive studio. Um, You can like lots of people that are bedroom musicians can make genuinely professional sound music nowadays. Um, And it's easier to distribute with the likes of YouTube and Spotify. It's really easy to get your music online and heard. So now if you have a taste, the taste is exists and there is an audience for it. And also there are artists to cater to it. And I think that's only a good thing. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. It's like the thing that gets people listening to music more and like gets people into supporting their favorite artists more is it's great uh, there's just no there's no getting around you know what we i'm hearing that we're having some interference in your stuff so why don't we get why don't we get our performance now how about that does that sound good to you yeah sure before the interface kills us. <laughs> <Let's do it. laughs> okay guys i'm gonna we're gonna stay in this mode because the way we have our scene set up so i am gonna put on the emote wall so everyone feel free to throw your emotes out there but uh yeah, so um, I'm going to turn it over to Trusk and uh, enjoy uh, this uh, this track. And please introduce the track and, and, and yourself.
1: Yeah, so this is the track Cold. Uh, it's going to drop in a couple of weeks on February the 4th. Uh, and the full version will have a guest verse via Spotify. And this will be a demo. Yeah. Trusk. Yeah, let me hold it down. Give me all your hand and let me hold it now as we're running through the glades, through the valleys, through the sand. And our love is like a tidal wave crashing and unplanned. It sweeps away the trees as it cleans all the land. And I look at you, look at me, believe me, I'm your man. You're so gleaming in your beaming, make a beamer out of tin can. Feeling like we can, living for the weekend Stop, break it down, running it back. When I saw you, I was broken down, running a track. Wishing I could live a lie, loving the trap Back then I was a different guy, cut me some slack, eh? I've never been fake, you can trust me on that A fake love with Dougie, but enough about that Feeling like I'm chasing, running these laps But I've never been patient, stuck in the past Yeah We've come a long way And we're so close too cold Then winter comes and with it is a colder sun Each breath comes heavy, feeling like I know your lungs The chosen one to Obi-Wan, the closest one you will hold me close When skiing hopeful slopes and troping down to broken noses But I know I'm floating, no need for ghosting When we're going coast to coast, we're coating oceans with our simple motions No need for smoking, we're high on life, going with the flow And knowing you and me What we need needing secret potions We keep it open, we keep it closed We keep it locked down, cause we're looking hot now We're gonna rock up and we're gonna talk Oh, and we're sounding so good that you could call us college drop Cold dropping in a week
0: <laughs> Boom all right, we're gonna we're gonna change over here. <laughs> Change the view quick. We're gonna change the view <laughs> as soon as as soon as we can, okay. Here we go. You guys ready? Look at this on. This, look at this professional setup, y'all. Look at how professional we are. We're doing things. Hold on. <laughs> There's that. Hold on again. Thank you for those woos. Uh, 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 hey, let's go, Oxbead, Welcome in. Thank you for being here. Uh, we're just fixing the screen out of our performance mode. Oh, oh. okay. There we go. I'm back. He's back. (laughs) He's back, everybody. Look at him. Look at that guy right there. That handsome. I don't know what I was about to say. Handsome. I was going to say a handsome fellow. Yes. Yes. All right. Man cropped him, bro. Yep. That's how we do. That's how we do. We crop on the spot. Crop on the spot. All right i'll stop doing that anyways yeah trust thank you so much for that performance and that was the new song cold right yeah uh, it's
1: gonna drop in a week uh february the 4th and you can pre-save it currently on spotify in my instagram bio and the full track will have an additional verse by uh, cj who's another uk rapper as part of the label as well so there's another secret verse
0: that you can listen to and if you want to hear it and pre-save it dude um i i love that tell me about the the label now is is, it's immortal radio is that the label like what what is the relationship between you guys and and uh what what how did you guys meet up um so it's
1: so there's two parts to it actually um so yeah it's a small canadian label um And all of us, essentially all artists who all enjoy making music and like a small community to work together and easy to reach out to other people. And from there, it's grown a little bit uh, where we also have like producers and we have um, like graphic designers as part of it to really streamline the music making process and to make music that we all want to listen to. Uh, So... There was actually two groups. So I was reached out directly by Immortal Radio for me to join the collective. And as I did that, there's a lot of us who knew each other beforehand. So for example, CJ and Next Apollo being two notable people that we knew beforehand and were dope via another website called RapPad, where where it's just a, like a forum, a place to share rap music, um, between each other and so i joined the radio and i was asked for like do i know anyone who can join and cj is was one of my people who i was like yeah pull him along and then i saw next Apollo join i was like hey i know this guy this guy's also pretty dope um and from there it's just grown a bit and it's just been a good vibe and there's a few of us now
0: Oh, that's awesome! So you were you were part of sort of the ground level there. You're. In- uh, I, I definitely
1: wasn't. I definitely wasn't one of the first people. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it was already a small group before gotcha, I gotcha. was joined on. But I was. I think I was in the first half probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I don't keep track exactly of
0: it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally understand. Yeah, you're not following it like that. But but so so, what are the benefits that you've seen for with going on a label? Because there's a lot of, you know, I mean, these days, independent artists and, uh, you know, like people, a lot of people have a lot to say about being independent and these indie labels, you know, signed to bigger labels is like, what are the? What are some of the benefits that you've seen coming through signing on with a with a label, an independent label, especially an independent label out of Canada? You know, not, nothing against Canada or Canadian labels. I'm just curious.
1: Um. So I think commun- I think there's a lot to be said for community. Mm-hmm. Um. It's point one. Yeah. Uh, so like just being around focused, like similarly minded people to really like keep you driving and keep you going. And that support network and encouragement that, okay, I've had a bad month. I haven't been able to write as much as I would, but then I've got these other guys who are doing really well um, to like kind of pick me up and keep me going. So it's a team and we work together and we share success, which is a big emotional component of it. It can be quite isolating working on your own music. I think there is the other point where uh, then more, like transactionally, uh, they do there's a lot of work where promotion wise, like this uh, this stream would be a prime example where mm. that they set this up for me in a great way that I'm hoping is introducing me to new ple- new people, new listeners like this, which is something that I could do by myself, but it'd be a lot more work. I'm already spending so many hours a week making the trip music I want to make. and so the uh, promotion side of that, is something which can sometimes be a bit too much to handle as an independent solo artist. Um, and then there's other things like features. Like I here, I have a bank of now great artists where if I wanted a guest verse from one of them, I know I could get it and be quick. And all I got to do is drop a message in our group chat or cover art. Where the cover art for Cold coming out very shortly, that one was made by the label as well, which is just it removes the stuff outside of the music and allows me to just focus on the bits I enjoy, which is the, which is the rapping, the engineering and the producing to a bit point. Um, so I can just do everything I like and I trust them and to help me get it out there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, (laughs) I've had, I've had people like management before for bands that I've worked in and stuff. And, Sometimes it works out good and sometimes it works out okay. and Sometimes it just doesn't work. But uh, when you find those symbiotic relationships and, and it works, it's like, man, you really got to hold on to them because it, it, there's just so many people who are, you know, this is an ends to a means, you know, or means to an end. And it's not like, um, you know, they're just looking at this as money. They're just looking at it as as a way forward to better themselves. It's not really a passion, you know. Uh, There's a lot of scoundrels in this business. Uh, Have you you had any run-ins with any maybe uh, unsavory characters that were trying to uh, take advantage of your talent? I've definitely had
1: uh, like a fair share of scammers, or I've had a couple of other labels reach out Mm. and then it turns out like you have to pay them a signing fee and (laughs) any label where you're paying them is just like, no, that's wrong. Or similar things like that, where the number of like messages I I get, they're like, Oh, you're really dope, et cetera. And then can you pay me X amount of money to get your music out there and all that (laughs) lot is just like there's been so much of that and so many like artists as well who reached out and want to work and then realize that they just disappear off the face of the earth for assorted reasons um <laughs> thank so, you for those
0: biddies right i appreciate that
1: um so yeah there's been a lot of that whereas yeah we've we a difference between immortal radio is they themselves are artists mm. and they are artists with music out there and they know what they sound like and they get it as well and so it was essentially like started as here's a group of artists if we band together like can we make the load easier for all of us to succeed rather than we have a manager who wants to profit off of our work yeah
0: yeah the the it, it it's really uh it, it's such a weird it's such a weird uh business to be in because it's like Part of it is, you know, it's artists. It's like gypsies. It's like, you know, it's people who are just—I I don't know, man. It's just people that you see once and then they're forever gone. And then it's really hard to explain to people what this business is really like, and especially for people who are like—I I don't know—are are you a live performance? Do you do live performances? And are—or yeah, please go ahead. Like, what what is your live performance? And when's the last time you performed? I mean, especially with all the lockdowns and stuff. Oh
1: um yeah lots of covid um Mm -hmm. so i've done a number of live performances all quite small Mm -hmm. um but i did one just before christmas um as part of a microphone competition where everyone came and performed a couple of tracks um and before that i also was part of an outside festival so i had a set on the outside festival where I actually, I was the last artist on. So I suppose that means I headlined it um, mm. before the DJ. Mm. Uh, and that was like a long set. So that was like five songs as well. So that was the last thing. And that was last summer. But when winter comes in and outside events are less capable and COVID restrictions, et cetera. Um, so it's been a little while since I've had a proper
0: one. Um, they, uh, they just lifted the restrictions over there, didn't they? Didn't they just? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, things
1: like I'm quite lucky that in the UK, lots of things haven't been too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, there is still a lot of court, like caution in the public, mm-hmm. uh, is a big thing. So while there's not been that many serious restrictions in a while, you still see stuff like footfall is lower and everything. Pubs like have much much less people in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Capacity is lower, but very recently uh we've removed the mask mandate now um it, most of our population is triple vaxxed hmm. uh, so it's a lot less likely to matter because if we're all triple vaxxed then yeah. hopefully we shouldn't get it uh i say this i was triple vaxxed still got it but it's very mild yes
0: <laughs> um <laughs> no it, it no it, it, it's like um it, you know, with the, uh, you know, I'm not trying to sit here and talk about the efficacies of vaccines, but no, you're right. Like you were triple vax, and you still ended up getting the 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 Omicron, right? Is is that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got Omicron. Yeah, that was oh, the one I, got. I broke everything. Oh, Sorry, guys. It's gone black. <laughs> there we go. That's, that's all I was trying to do. That was just so <laughs> stupid. I was trying to do that, and it went black, and it was just so dumb. Uh, anyways, the. <laughs> it still makes me giggle um so so then you with with this whole lifting of the restrictions you see yourself trying to go out and and find more performance it's like where where does your heart live does is it the performance is it the creation is it the production is it the recording like where what is it that that does it for you i
1: okay i like making things Uh i think this is uh it's like a core part of my character is I like having put in time and effort and at the end of it, having something I'm proud of. So if I can listen to a song, which I know I've made, and I'm like, yeah, this is actually good enough to go in my playlists, then that is where most of like the, yeah, I feel good about this comes from. Mm. Um, In addition to that, the more people who like my music also i'm not going to say that's that's some nice validation i don't i don't just do it to try and get like loads of people to like view me as like famous or the best artist alive but equally it feels nice when i get people messaging me saying hey this i really like this music or i think this song is beautiful um i had someone listen to my track sometimes a previous one of cj um Someone listened to that 700 times in a month oh, wow. and, then, and then sent me a message about it. And I could I could see their viewing figures. Um,
0: <laughs> Thank you. And,
1: and I was like, yeah, great. Uh, that, that was a that was a really big thing. But also the fact that someone liked my music enough and sent me a message to say this is the most beautiful song I've ever heard um, wow. is it's like it's a really it's like quite a touching thing. Mm. Um, it's quite a quite a cool thing. Yeah um but in addition to that so in addition to that there is just such a like unparalleled buzz from performing live i think like you you have the nerves and you have like like your hands your palms are sweaty um mm-hmm. <laughs> and then then you go on and like if you if you've hit the right notes and like you can see it in the crowd and like they're genuinely vibing with your music and it's genuinely sounding really good then that's like a really really huge like adrenaline rush which is pretty great yeah
0: yeah no doubt no doubt so then so then where 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 do you see do you see yourself more uh so so you you like making it more than performing it would you say yeah i think that i think i think to me is if i
1: never performed again i would still be making music right is at the core of it making music is absolutely what i love um if however like uh performing is kind of like an extreme sport for me i like i like that sort of vibe i like rock i do a lot of rock climbing in my spare mm. time um and it fulfills that niche of like you're going up and it's this hard high adrenaline thing and that's got that really big spike um so it's it's not like whereas the making music is like feeds my soul a little bit it's like yeah this is what i do to express myself. Uh, the performing is incredibly fun recreation. Mm -hmm. So I don't need it, but I I enjoy it.
0: Yeah. No, I I feel that. I I, I honestly, it's like, I've loved, I love performing. And like my band for the first time since COVID is going to be touring in April. So I'm like super excited to actually be going back out on the road. But what I've found from this whole experience of being locked down is that I really do enjoy making stuff and, and doing it. I enjoy the process of making stuff more than the actual performance itself. And when, when I think about it and what I was doing, because I was performing a lot and that was a big source of my income, is that I was losing that passion for performance because you know yeah. it turned into a job sort of. Um, not that it, not that I hated that job or anything, because I'd much rather be playing Brown Eyed Girl to a bunch of listless drunks than, you know, working in an office at a cubicle, you know, <laughs> having my soul sucked away. So that you know, I'm, I'm down to play. It's just i'm feeling more of the make stuff than perform stuff personally but that but that's just because i'm jaded from other reasons whereas you're just like i i love plays up you know I, I noticed that you're like you're getting a, p- a part of that that uh adrenaline out in other ways like rock climbing are you someone who sort of chases that adrenaline someone who sort of chases those those feelings
1: yeah i am a bit um Mm -hmm. i i get bored very easily Mm. i think Uh, i'm the sort of person who can't sit still uh (laughs) and so a lot of my free time a lot well all my free time is spent like oh what's this next cool thing i can do what's the the next um thing how how can i make it bigger how can i make it cooler um (laughs) how can i keep myself occupied um and so, yeah, my main my main sport is bouldering. I do a lot of bouldering um, and I enjoy traveling a lot. So I, I know most people say that, but like, yeah, I'm going to Tenerife in a week. I was in Venice a sure. month ago. Um, uh, and I also like do a lot of like these big challenges. So I uh, uh, recently with my partner, we canoed the length of the River Thames, which is the river through the UK and London. Um, which is 150 miles, and I'm gonna be climbing up Mount Olympus in a few months
0: where I'll be hiking to the top, and that's four days. Whoa. Um, so Whoa, uh, wait a second, hold on. Let's not let's not just skim over this. So wait a second, you canoed with your partner for 150 miles on the Thames, the River Thames? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah. Whoa. What do you even do to prepare for something like that? Uh we didn't do enough, I think is
1: <laughs> i uh, i hadn't canoed before ever oh what ever
0: wait before wait wait, hold on you've never canoed and then you're just like we're gonna go canoe the the whole river yeah okay all of it so um
1: i i've done some kayaking i've done some kayaking
0: okay uh
1: i own an inflatable kayak which is very shit um and i i did some sea kayaking in croatia a couple of a couple of years ago and i was like that's basically the same as canoeing
0: same um, thing
1: <laughs> i'm good <laughs> and so me and my partner and also it wasn't it was like there was a lot of covid restrictions there's uh-huh. a lot of covid restrictions still going on and so me and my partner were like we want to do something cool want something outside which is cool but we can't leave the country due to covid restrictions yeah so uh river thames it was and then we came back home because i live in london so that's on the river thames um so drove up had a canoe uh 10 days later
0: (laughs) we're we're at my house (laughs) what wait wait what what'd you you do with your car how'd you get
1: your car back did you have to go drive Uh, and get it I don't, I, so most people in London don't actually have cars, um, oh, just okay. because, uh, so I I recruited my brother to drive me there, gotcha, and then he went off you. and did his own thing, and then,
0: yeah. <laughs> I almost thought you're like, I don't know, it's probably still there, just rusting away. I just probably, <laughs> just in the river. We well, don't know, we just left it, it's over, who cares. Uh, okay, so, 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 how far into that trip... Up that that fucking river, did you realize you're a little bit in over your head? Day one. Oh, okay. Just, just <laughs> <Absolutely>. right away, <laughs> right away. Day two. day two, maybe.
1: Day two. Um, <laughs> so day one was one of the longest days. That was twenty five miles or something, um which I don't know how much you can do with twenty five miles. <laughs> Certainly for me is is a lot. uh It's a lot of it's a lot of miles. I think it's a um, lot for anybody,
0: honestly. <laughs>
1: Um, and it was also absolutely pouring it down with rain as well because oh, it's the UK, of course, even in summer. Uh, so I had to empty my water bottle, and I was using my water bottle to like uh, bail out the canoe to stop it filling up with water. Um, oh! <laughs> and that was that was that was the first day, and then we managed to we managed to make it hit the second day, which was which was a shorter day. Thinking, oh, this would be fine. And then after the tiredness of the first day, that went really quite badly <laughs> and so that that day we were supposed to do about 15 miles maybe 10 miles and we only managed seven wow um, and we had to like make a pit stop essentially we didn't we didn't plan enough food we didn't oh. pack enough Oops. um and then so that day we restocked everything and then somehow the next day managed to make up all of the lost time and do like 20 plus miles again oh, and ooh. then at that point we we hit we fit the schedule pretty well um but it did just become a like a pain trial where like by about day four it was just like every day hurt and you were canoeing for like nine to ten hours a day just (sighs) like yep this is pain this (sighs) is pain just yeah like that was it like 10 hours (laughs)
0: blisters i mean what are we talking about here like what kind of pains are we are we we experiencing so i i had fingerless
1: gloves um so i i luckily didn't get any blisters uh my partner did get blisters because her gloves got wet um, and then so she didn't wear them and then uh the main issue actually was was my butt really hurt because i was on this hard wooden hard wooden uh plank essentially which was moving and slightly wet and yeah. i was just sitting on it and i'm i'm quite a skinny guy yeah. i'm going to own it i'm quite a skinny guy i don't have a lot of padding <laughs> um and so by about day about day 3 like i i folded up my fleece and i was sitting on my fleece and then I got some cycling shorts. I had to throw those out immediately after the holiday, after the <laughs> trip, because that was they got toxic.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet, um, imagine.
1: But yeah, the main the main pain was was actually just like the feeling of sitting on a wooden a moving wooden plank for like wow a hundred hours. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and that was your cross to bear was your your sore ass. Wow, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> out of all the things, I would have for sure. I would have for sure thought it was like your shoulders are gone and your yeah. and your hands but 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 it, it mostly your butt it was mostly was, the butt like you were getting muscle ache. I
1: was getting muscle ache and like my elbow I hurt my elbow quite early on oh. um but uh and I, so I was getting like the standard like muscle ache as you'd expect mm. but if you had like ibuprofen to like take down the swelling of the muscles and like you stretched mm-hmm. and so that was just that just felt like muscle pain. That's like a gym session, sort yes. of. And so you're kind of used to it. Right. I think, yeah. The thing I mostly, I just wasn't expecting my, I just wasn't expecting my butt to hurt, to be honest. Right. And then it was God so damn. painful; it was just like outshone everything else. <laughs>
0: <So> <laughs> that, that's nuts. That, that I mean, to, that, oh, man, and and to think that was like your first canoe experience, where you're just like, yeah, yeah here we go. We're just gonna do that. But but you guys finished, which was yeah. like, which is amazing. And 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 then so what was it like? When you're starting something like that, is is quitting not an option in your head? Is that just something that doesn't exist in your head? Uh, Yeah, so I hate it. Um, So
1: if I say I'm going to do something, Mm. then I pride myself on doing it. Um, And the idea of not completing it is something which will sit with me for literally the rest of my life and I regret. So if I didn't do it, if I didn't do it, I would have practiced and then come back in a couple of years' time and then done it Yeah. because, like, the idea of failing is just something I absolutely hate. Wow. Uh, and if there is, like, a serious injury for whatever reason, then I... Have I frozen? Yes? You, you were, Sorry. but you're back. You're good. I'm back. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, so, like, the idea of quitting is something i hate and if there's an injury of course i won't risk anything too serious but mm. i will come back and do my best to finish it later on
0: <laughs> gotcha gotcha well are, were you an a student as well or are you an a student or are you someone who was really good at school as well uh so i i am an a student
1: um but i wasn't i wasn't the best in my family my uh. family is um yeah, my older brother was was a complete A star student.
0: Uh, so, so a lot, uh, living in the shadow. Uh, so, what is your? Do you have a lot of uh, uh, high achievers in your family? uh, uh yeah, I I think reasonably. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's just we were all encouraged. So I didn't go to school. I mm-hmm. think is a interesting thing. We we're all home educated, um, and my family moved a lot as kids. So I I lived in Australia for a bit, and oh, I lived cool. in like. I don't know 20 odd houses by now um and and we were all and because we were moving so much none of us went to school and so we're all encouraged to do uh essentially what we wanted to do and for me that was mostly originally tech and engineering and in my free time has become music Hmm. uh and yeah and so my other brother is really into like He's a, he's a geologist now, and I've got another brother who actually works in a brewer, and he, he likes beer. He, di- he went to Cambridge University, but now he decides to work in a brewery. <laughs> a brewery.
0: I love uh, those, <laughs> I love those stories so much. The stories are, like I have so many friends who are like I was in med school and I dropped out to tour, and like I was a lawyer and I and I quit to you know to tour, you know <laughs> to live like, uh, you know live live paycheck to paycheck, gig to gig, like walking away from a life, uh, 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 a comfortable life. Uh, uh, not not even comfortable. A good, uh, uh, an extravagant life. Some would say, to go carry heavy equipment and get paid shit. Get underappreciated. You know, drive for hours. Have gigs canceled. Have people, you know, not pay attention to what you're doing. Or 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 maybe sometimes they will pay attention to what you're doing. And, and just trading this life for for just the unknown. I just, I I always love that. I always love that. I love that your brother was just like, nah, I'm just going to be a brewer now. Fuck it. Fuck Cambridge. (laughs) Uh, The, I I like that. I like that your parents were something, they encouraged you to do what you wanted. So you're uneducated and you're doing tech. Like that, I I see a lot of people who don't go to school for tech, who just were interested as kids, sort of learned some coding stuff and then just went from there is that is that you were you just a kid who was in computers and then just sort of went from there or? yeah
1: so i so i'm home educated i think yeah. it's more of the thing so my my mother um was a teacher before i was born oh. um and she's has a masters in education i was doing a phd in it um and so she taught us as we were moving about growing up so oh, I, you were homeschooled I was homeschooled, yeah. Oh, that's eventually. so awesome.
0: Yeah. I homeschool him. We homeschool our son. So, like, it's good yeah. to see, like, a, a fully formed person on the other <laughs> side of it. Because, you know, how people are like, oh, they're not going to get socialization and they're going to be weirdos. And it's like, nah, bitch, my son is really, really ahead of the curve. And he's really good with other people. So, I don't know what you're talking about. And look, we got yeah. Trusk here to the, the stra- strapping young man who's, uh, who's doing well in life, who's self-taught and homeschooled we love it we love it please continue so you were homeschooled and
1: yeah uh so i was homeschooled and yeah homeschooling i think is something which i think is great personally it really encourages free thinking and the ability to lead yourself whereas i think school from a young age teaches children to expect being told what to do um and I'm someone who very much likes crafting my own path. And that's I beautiful. think partly is that down to if someone tells me what to do, I never really needed like the nine to five. I never needed that. I never had that. Mm. Um, and I think that's made me more independent as I'm now older, but uh, yeah, I was home educated for a while. And then both my older brothers, I have two older brothers then went off to sixth form in university. Mm. And, and it's, there's a, there is a bit of a difference between being home-educated with your two brothers and being home-educated with just your mum. Mm. Uh, <laughs> so there's a bit of a different vibe between those two. Um, and so at that point when they went off, then I went into traditional formal education mm. when I was 16-ish. Um, and so then, had, then did my GCSEs and then did my A-levels and then went to university for computer science, which Again. is... Yeah, which I now have a job with
0: Okay, okay. Well, th- that's awesome. I mean, like, that's how we feel about it as well with the homeschooling with our son. he's He just turned, he's eight today, actually. His happy birthday, saucy. But um, he, uh, uh we're, we're going to give him that option, you know? Like, once he gets to a point and he feels like he wants to go back to school, you know, we're well you know that's fine but uh for right now he does not want to go to school um yeah where did you want to go to school were you like i want to go to school uh, and, and i know you mentioned it's like having your brothers there is different <laughs> than just you and your mom so so were you just like Ugh, i need to i need to change the scenery around here
1: yeah i hit a point where i think i think as the younger child you see your older brothers doing things and you like i want a bit of that mm. um and so there was a little bit of that going on. There was also an insignificant amount of, I have now gone through puberty and I'm a teenager, so we'd like to be around people of the opposite gender a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Yes>. Um <laughs> And so that was definitely insignificant as like when you, when I was twelve, I didn't give a shit. Right. Now now I'm like fourteen, fifteen and I'm like uh, I, I would like I'd like to yeah. see other people, you know. <laughs> like to,
0: I um, love you, mom, but I really just need to get my not dick in that way. way. Yeah, that way. exactly. Uh no, I I, <laughs> I imagine I could see my son being like, Okay. I, I need to like, yeah, I don't need this anymore. I need to go in there. So when you went to school though, where did, was it, uh, was it an easy transition for you? Was it uh, like, was it was a bit tough? Yeah. At first,
1: if I'm honest, it was a bit tough. It, um, in what way I did. I, I think, I do think, uh, generally like the social aspect of it. Like I did do some, uh, I did have like scouts, like youth groups. Um, I did some sports, mm-hmm. so I wasn't like a complete hermit, Right. but, uh, I think there's a difference between having things like a few times a week uh, for a couple of hours and being forced to sit in one place for like eight hours a day uh, surrounded by people, Um, which was quite, was at least the first few months quite overwhelming. Um, By the time I moved on to sick form, which is, I don't know. I don't know how it relates to you, but it would be 17 Mm -hmm. um, for us. So 17 till about 18. Um, uh, By the time it was fine. I I loved, absolutely loved sick form. But -hmm. the first year I think at university was like, not university, but at school was like, Oh, this is a, I can't just do what I want anymore. Um, And expect it to be okay.
0: (laughs) Did you, did you have like behavioral issues at all or was it? No. Um, I like to think my parents brought me up on, like,
1: general, like, don't be a dick vibes. Um, <laughs> yes. But uh, there was just, like, like, like I say, I'm someone who gets bored easily. And right. I've been there all of my life. So sitting in a two-hour geography class, and um, I'm someone who's never had an interest in geography, has basically meant I was falling asleep yeah. um, all the time. Yeah. It was just absolutely so moments <laughs> of torture. But yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I can imagine. I can imagine, uh, especially you know, learning the way that you learn. You f- you know, however, your parents figure out that that exchange of ideas and how that works for you guys, and then having to go and sit there in this. I mean truly antiquated way of teaching I, I think you know this way of teaching kids that uh, you know sit straight stare forward be quiet wait for the bell to tell you when to go to the next class or go to lunch or go home and it's like they're preparing you for jobs that are you know they're they're, they're becoming extinct you know they're they're these yeah. uh these warehouse jobs or these factory jobs that are becoming automated or shipped overseas. So it it does definitely seem... Or jail, yes. Thank you, your lady friend, Bonnie. (laughs) It does prepare you for jail as well. Um, So, yeah, I, I can imagine someone who is just... Their whole life, sort of just living how they want, in you know, within parameters, obviously, but you know, and then having to go to this very constraining situation that, that had to have been torture. That I mean, it's torture for me. And I, I graduated from high school regular, and I, I mean, I'm I'm ADHD to to the max, and it's that shit was death. That shit was death to me. Yeah. So. I, I get that. I get how difficult that was, but were you successful then in, in your pursuits of the opposite sex? Was that something that worked out in your favor? <laughs> or or I'm sorry. Uh. Or or for the pers- or for the, the the people that you're interested in. Um uh so
1: I I did get a girlfriend within 3 months of me going to school for the first time. Um, <laughs> but that that yeah, that
0: that doesn't paint a great picture of me just saying that. <laughs> no i'm no, not no. <laughs> i wasn't trying to but i'm just you know like i i just wanted to hear that you had some success and you know like because a part of you want to go to the school was to go in and, uh, and talk to talk to people and yeah. you know find relationships and stuff so The fact that you found one and and that's nice. That's nice. You you weren't just sitting there all like nervous and sweating and stuff, which maybe you were. Oh, there's definitely a bit of that. There's definitely a bit of that. (laughs) Um, No, I found a good group of
1: friends really Mm -hmm. uh, quite quickly. Um, And it was uh, thankfully a mixed gendered group as well, which makes it a lot easier. So it wasn't like me just creepily staring at one it was like there was a group of friends and we all hung out yeah. and i liked one quite a lot and so that just became quite a natural progression it was like it being your first girlfriend was like never anything really serious but it was just like yeah i like you more than most other people yeah um so yeah
0: oh that's that's very sweet <laughs> uh, no i mean it's very sweet i mean it's like uh it's a, that's a huge change, you know, and I imagine that And now with me as a, with a son, you know, I imagine him and his change and, you know, him doing this. So it's like, uh, you know, I, I can, uh, I can imagine that was difficult, but y- you seem like you had a good head on, or you have a good head on your shoulders. And so... You're able to sort of acclimate with grace, and that's great, man. That's that's awesome. Uh, especially, I mean, it's just that when you hear, like when I was talking to my friends about it and talking to other people about homeschooling, it was just like, oh, my God, they're going to grow up being weirdos, blah, 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 and, you know, be that guy who's creepily staring like, hey, what's up? You, you, you <laughs> yeah. want to go on a date? You know, like just... <laughs> sweating and just random boners and stuff. It's just, it's not a good look, but it's, you know, I, I don't know, it's 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 nice to hear that. I, I guess it's nice for me to hear that you've had a successful outcome with this whole thing because I'm in the situation I'm in. So yeah. that's it. That's what it really is about here. Uh, it's just about me, of course. Uh, <laughs> so I was gonna say please. quickly, yeah. I think it is, uh, I think it's possible
1: that that happens for homeschool like i i've had a, some homeschooler friends and not all of them had turned out uh. in, like some of them have been a, a bit stereotypical i think oh. is how i'd describe it yeah. um and i think but i think it's the sort of thing that like if you're aware of it it's quite also quite easy to stop at the same time it's like if someone is just a kid hermiting by themselves they can be a bit like but uh unfamiliar with social Mm -hmm. interaction um but the same can happen with someone who goes to school doesn't talk to anyone at school and comes in and plugs on their headphones etc and so it's just like being aware of it and making sure that kids are like getting those healthy connections for me it was scouts scouts was a huge part of my life going out camping with people and hikes which i I still love Um, but for anyone else like just having that one passion where they meet other people at the same time i
0: think is really quite important for children yeah yeah, that, I mean, that's great. Man, it, it, it's so, it's, you know, I, I do this a lot, but just the, the younger generation really is way more in touch, man. Like when I was your age, I was like, I didn't know what the feelings were. So I was just going, dark, 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 drinking and drugging and like just being ridiculous and and, and you know, like. I'm not saying that's wrong or right or anything, but I was taking it to the point of of trying to forget or, or not confront my own problems. Whereas I feel like a lot of the new generation is very introspective. And like, you know, I talk to a lot of young rappers who are just very eloquent with their words and, you know, have gone through a lot already. And, and, uh, and and sort of set this really interesting path up for their life. And, and whereas I always have to compare it to my life where I set up this like really destructive path in my life where I decided at a young age to just be a drug addict. So it was just like, hey, so it's always it's always uh, interesting to me and awesome to see this um, this younger generation kind of come up with more of a uh, a, a wider understanding of the world around them and and you know and, and navigate through that with a little bit more grace than I feel like other generations have because of I don't know, maybe lack of talking about feelings and and the feels and stuff you know like my generation didn't talk about you know, You know, like you should be socialized and, you know, like, you know, if, if you are, uh, if you are, you know, uh, not socializing properly with, with other kids at school, that this should be addressed. You know, they just like, my parents was just like, I guess that's just, he's just artistic. I don't know. And it's really, I was just, you know, this fat kid who was having problems and and maybe if i did have a little help or maybe if there was a little bit more information or maybe if it was a little bit more normalized in that time of my growth and my you know and me coming to coming to you know my adulthood maybe that would have set my life up to be a little bit more you know a little bit more <laughs> I don't know, controlled instead of this chaotic f- fucking forest fire that it was for a long, long time. Um, is that something that you've, uh, this sort of, this demeanor, this calm and sort of uh, and this this introspective demeanor that you have, is this something that you've always been or is this something that you've had to sort of work towards? Uh, so I
1: think it is, I think it has been a bit of something I've had to work towards. Um, I struggled with some pretty bad depression mm. at earlier points in my life particularly of the uni period um and so quite a lot of my way of getting out of that and becoming to a better place which i am thankfully now um was working towards building like context around things um so it's like it helps me to understand what brought me to this point in my life um, and or helps me to understand, like, if I'm feeling this way, it's almost certain that something caused it. So what was it that caused it? Uh, and moving forward, what can I do to, like, stop that happening? I found that a good – like, it sounds stupid. It's very basic advice, but I found, like, a fairly standard thing was if I get out the house more, I, I feel less bad about getting out the house because I do it all the time. Uh, So, like, just a standard thing about making sure I actually go to the shops would mean that when it becomes a bigger thing to do, it's easier for me to do. Um, And stuff like exercise also, all that standard endorphins thing. But it's also partly that, okay, this social interaction here, I've realized I don't like these people. And there's nothing wrong with not talking to them anymore. And they could be fine people, but they're not the people for me. Um, And surrounding myself by these, like, positive forces in my life who who share similar goals is what helps me stay focused and keeps me going um but at the same time to make realize these things you have to think about quite introspectively about actually what am i feeding into my life which events have an impact on me and in what way like certain people love i don't know swimming and that makes them feel really good but when i try swimming i don't love it so what is it about swimming that I'm not into and so if I've started bringing that approach into most of my life so it's like which friends are really positive for me um which people are like actually you can be a good person but you're not the right person for me to spend time with um and take this really introspective view to try and get myself to where I want to be as stable as possible and like as to set myself up for success in the best way and once i have built this like mental framework that's quite easy to apply in hindsight as well whereas i was like as a kid now i'd be like oh that bit worked out well and oh that bit didn't work out so well for similar reasons with like this mental pattern i have about recognizing it now
0: wow look at this shit man At 24, I was not talking like this. This is (laughs) that was such a mess. I'm sorry. I just keep bringing it back to me, but it's just it's so confounding to me to to think that like you know that 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 these that young people think like this, you know, and then and that because again, my generation didn't. My generation didn't think like this. We were just very much going with the momentum of the of 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 our lives. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: I think there's another, I think there's a different point as well where there's a little bit of selection. Oh, no.
0: Oh, no. I see you. I see you.
1: I'm back. I'm back. You're back. You're back. (laughs) Uh, I was going to say there's a little bit of selection bias as well. So the fact is that there definitely are people in my generation who are like just doing whatever they want. It's fine. Mm-hmm. If it makes them happy that's cool um uh but also they're probably not the type of people who've been recording music for eight years and are putting themselves out on a podcast yeah um so um and yeah if they're like i said if they're happy then that's cool um but at the same time it's like what makes me happy is feeling that i'm moving forward mm-hmm. um and that's what's brought me to the point where I can be here in this conversation. And I reckon people who didn't have that same feelings probably wouldn't be here having this conversation with you.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely a, a bit of nature and nurture in this, right? Like we definitely, there's definitely just people who, um, who are just going along with it in any generation who's just sort of going with the momentum of their life and 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 ignoring these feelings and 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 not being introspective and and just blowing through why they're angry for for that person cutting them off on the, on the freeway it's like I'm not even going to think about why I'm mad I'm just going with it you know um, I don't know i I just feel like there's the, i've t- I've talked to a lot of people and and I suppose I, I there is sort of this bias on that that I talk to mostly artists and um so there is something more to it i think when when you're talking to an artist rather than you know I don't know you know just a regular person i i a civilian I don't know what to call them uh yeah good parenting versus bad parenting, yes exactly but it, it's it's definitely this um um there is definitely there there's something more to it i i feel like just because of the information that is available uh, i think that there is more information for kids to to or younger people to get into than it was for me uh to sort of you know put these fill in the 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 missing pieces of the puzzle of our of our minds and our psyche um but i don't know with all that said and and with what you just said do you what is your general feelings of your generation is do you do you feel like this your generation is the the thing that's going to turn it all around or do you do you feel the opposite i mean what what is your feelings of of your generation
1: so i am i am gen z mm-hmm. um is uh, thing just though I am on the very old, you're an, age,
0: elder TikTok, an elder Gen Z. I have
1: an elder Gen Z. I'm, it's quite weird putting me in the same classification as 10 year olds on TikTok. But, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel you. That is me. I'm
1: equally, definitely not a millennial. So yeah. it's where I got to sit. Um, and I think there's, I think there are some really good aspects of our generation. Uh, my generation that I think a huge one is acceptance of a lot of things um, where a lot of things that aren't big issues about people are like, yeah, sure. That's fine. You're still a person. That's cool. But I think it can go too far into over acceptance a little bit. Um, Like if like if someone has a mental health condition, they're fine. They're still a good person. But at the same time we should be trying everything we can to address this mental health issue so that they're as happy as they can be. They're as functional as they can be someone with crippling depression. It's okay to say you have depression, but at the same time, you should be really trying everything you can to help yourself become happier instead of just accepting you have depression. So it's like, let's try and fix it in a constructive way. Um, and, and this is just the fringes of society. I think just the fringes always, but like, I think a core part of me I'm going to pause <laughs> a, yeah a core part of me and like my philosophy is oh no come on I'm oh, back yes I'm back There a okay. <laughs> uh, core cool part of my philosophy <laughs> yeah cool a cool part of my philosophy is like accepting everything that's wrong now and then doing the best we can to make ourselves the best we can be. Um, and that supplies with like, I. that's my philosophy of most things, including like uh, certain like drug use is like, okay, you're using drugs. That's cool. That helps for whatever reason. Um, but also like massively of like mental health conditions, like just saying it's fine, isn't going to fix anyone. If someone's massively overweight, just saying they're fine is good for accepting them. But at the same time, we want everyone to live as long as possible. And we want everyone to live the best lives they can. Um, Listen, and
0: so- I don't need you fat shaming me. Okay, Trusk? I don't need that right now. All right? I, I feel like you're you're directing it towards me. And now you're canceled. Okay. Sorry. That that was just an excuse for me to do that. So um, please, I'm oh, sorry. I interrupted your beautiful. beautiful thing right there just to, just to be an idiot. Um, but yes, I, please finish your thought there if if i didn't ruin it no it was just like no one is less of a person
1: for being uh having an issue but equally as a society i think we should try and fix the issues but then people see the issue forward oh this, sorry about my internet. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's okay. It seems to freeze randomly.
0: <laughs> no, I, and I agree with what you're saying, and I, and I get what you're saying, where it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't just be okay. I mean, it's okay that you're overweight. It's fine, right? Like, we yeah. we we all get to these places in our lives that maybe we're not the most proud of, but I, I, I think that embracing it and accepting it, and like me being like, I'm overweight, I got a little extra weight on me over the pandemic, um, me being like, well, you know, I'm just more to love, I- I- and then you know, uh, also, you know, I'm in the hospital clogging up the system because I have diabetes, I have all these comorbidities, and now I got the Omicron, and now I'm in the hospital because I'm overweight, I have all these comorbidities, and I'm clogging up the system, and now, are is that okay? Is it okay that I've embraced my fatness and that I'm big and beautiful, baby? Is that okay now? I mean, now you're now we're talking about it's it's literally. Uh, it's literally affecting other people. Uh, yeah. It's literally, you know, you know, stopping someone else from having a hospital bed, and that's just one example. I mean, we could go on and on, but I, I agree with you. And did you yeah. have more to add? Oh no, it's just that. Yeah, I want everyone to live as long and as
1: happily as they can, and right. I think, and. Like, the best way to do that is by identifying issues and fixing them.
0: Yes, right. The and moment. and, it's, and yeah. then no one's just picking on overweight people, all right? And I'm not just picking on my overweight self. But, it, but that's just one of the things, you know? It's just like we can accept people to a detriment and, and yeah. to to uh, to them and to ourselves and if someone's just like you know I have I'm bipolar too and schizophrenic love me it's like okay we love you but let's let's try to get you a a, a, a stable job and, and like a medication that works and like you know like let's get yeah. you some some psych psychiatric help let's get you to your best possible place so you can be beautiful with your with whatever that ails you and 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 uh, and and live a functional life. We all gained some weight during the pandemic. Not you Rafi, you just stayed beautiful. Shut up Rafi, you just stayed beautiful. You can't say that to me. (laughs) Be healed, thank you. Um, Trusk, I know you got to get going, so I will, uh, I, I will let you go, but, uh, is there anything that you want to leave us with or, or, uh, and of course, uh, uh, close or cold, my bad cold comes out on February 4th. So everybody make sure that you go and give some love. Uh, I'm going to drop the link in the, in the, uh, chat again and everybody who's listening on the and everyone who's listening on the audio side, please make sure you go check out the show notes and go click on the links to make sure you can sign up for a uh, for the pre-save for cold. This link will take you to the pre-save place. And so everyone go pre-save. Go pre-save that shit. Uh, I have a few friends that deal with this and got off meds and went off the rails. Meds are so key for bipolar. Bro, I'm changing meds right now and shit is wacky. So. <laughs> i know how that goes happy you were able to get home sorry i missed most of work while work oh no don't worry about it robbie i appreciate you showing up and being here right now it's all about now it's not about then it's about now baby uh so please trust if if you have any parting words or anything you want to leave us with uh please now's the time my friend just uh thanks for having me uh it's been a great conversation
1: yeah Uh, lovely Make sure, just everyone watching, to check me out on Instagram at official dot trusc and I'm on YouTube as well and Spotify as just Trusk, so trusc so t r u s c, and yeah, I look forward to talking again maybe sometime in the future. And thank you.
0: Oh yeah, man, uh, you you are welcome back anytime, my friend. Uh, you 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 uh, you speak like. I just I love the way you talk. Like I I know I could talk to you for for hours, and that's that's beautiful. So yes, please. That is uh, uh, trust his official Instagram. I, I had a whole thing made, but because Stream Labs is such a piece of crap, uh, we don't, we can't see it. So we, I had a whole thing prepared, but no more. Sometimes off meds Was hard, it? but worth it. Yeah, whack ass road, but only green. Yeah, I, it wasn't great for me. <laughs> all right, trust. Thank you so much, my friend. You thank have you a much. great rest of your evening, and I will talk to you soon. You um, too. Catch all, you later. All right, buddy. Mm. Peace. Thank you so much, Trusk, for coming on the show and sharing your talents and truths with us. I really respect the hell out of that dude's brain. Uh, he has a great head on his shoulders, and I'm excited to see what he has going on in the future. Of course, go and check out Cold. They uh, uh, And also, I want to give a, a shout out to the, the peeps that put us in contact, which I should have said something at the top of the show, but I forgot. I forgot, y'all happens my bad everybody uh but but let me see it, it, and now it's uh i got I, I was contacted by an enigmatic electronic entertainment but they run a a a website and a they have their own um set of artists which they're it's called immortal their they're canadian underground hip-hop record label uh so go and check them out there's a link in the show notes for immortal radio.ca as well so go and check them out um and and that's it that that's all i'm gonna go ahead and sign off guys because uh i, I don't feel well i feel like crap and um i have to go and wrangle some homeless folks and uh there's this huge storm coming to town in the next two days and my my boss literally while i'm trying to record the intro and outro here calls me and tells me listen um i need to call you i know i'm about to see you in like an hour but you need to know that uh tomorrow in the next two days it's going to be snowing it's coming it's happening and um we will be expecting you to show up to work um and if you get snowed in and can't get out of your driveway we will have dale going around and picking you up so <laughs> uh, i'm like oh i figured this snowstorm was gonna be wild and uh, i had no intentions on in calling off uh, all hands on deck uh, let's do it let's go so I, I'm all for it. We're we're gonna be going headfirst into a snowstorm, working at a program called Winter Crisis, where we take in random homeless people off the streets, uh, to, so they don't freeze to death and die. So this is a this is gonna be an intense couple days, but I'm I couldn't be happier to be helping my community. It's a little stressful, I will admit, and I will admit that after not working for so many years and being uh t- 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 To be required to be somewhere for eight hours out of a day does take a toll on my mindset, but um, I couldn't be happier doing something. If I had to do something, this is it. So it's been awesome, and uh, it's about to get even more awesome. So this is what I'm preparing for. Uh, It it actually was a decent day today. It was like 50 degrees out. The snow that was on the ground is melting. and. And now for the next two days, it's gonna be a nightmare situation where we're driving through shitty snow and, ugh, and uh, and we're considered essential workers, so uh, it, there's no calling off, there's no there's no shutting down because of road conditions because no matter what, the homeless need a place to live too. So here we go, we're gonna do it. So I, I'm I'm. <laughs> I I don't know what's going to happen, but let me tell you, these last few days have been wild. It's the end of the month, and they're all waiting for their money, and uh, it's been getting wild. So (laughs) wish me luck, friends, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch you next time on Friday, which I don't know. Who the fuck is on Friday even? Maybe it's Bentley. Is Bentley on Friday? Who's on Friday? uh oh no dead side blues will be on for friday so dead side blues the danish music streamer and 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 smart feller is gonna be on the show on friday so come on through it'll be a good time and um we'll see what happens next week because i have no friggin idea who's on no i do bentley michaels comes back next week yeah See? (laughs) Alright, y'all. I will talk to you soon. Be good to your fellow human beings. HJs for everybody. I'll see y'all on the flippity flop.